You're listening to Riverview Church Conversations, a podcast for the spiritually curious. Well, hello, Reese. How's it going? Pew, pew, pew. Pretty good. That's good. Welcome, everyone, to the Riverview Church Conversations podcast. Yes. And we are back at it today, ready for another conversation. Mm, it's going to be a good one. Yes. Comes with uh, a little advanced trigger warning. If you are easily offended or you don't like being called weird, maybe stop this podcast Apologies right now. in advance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm... We're not we're not out here to offend anyone. We just thought we'd have a conversation about some of the weird things that we get up to as Christians. Have a little chuckle at ourselves. Because there are a few. Yeah. Yeah, there are a few strange things we do, eh? Yeah. Because we a while ago we we had a conversation with uh the same guest that we're being joined by today, Claire, uh, about Christian cliches. Of which there are many. Which there are many. And they are some of the things that Christians say. However, we thought we would change from what we say to what we do. And so today we are looking at some of the strange and odd practices that we do, just some of the, the weird things involved in Christian community. Like flag waving. And others. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we get into the show, Reese, we wanted to let our listeners know about a random little, I don't know, what do we call this? It's a powerful development, guys. Like, we're, we're branching out. We are branching out. So one of the things that we we love about this podcast is we get to have conversations, right? Like I've genuinely enjoyed having conversations about random things. Mm. However, we know that right now we are sitting with mics in front of us and you might be listening and you you somehow can't have a conversation with us. But You we might would, be out on the land. You might be Riding commuting. a tractor whilst listening to yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. You might be commuting. Yeah. You might just be, you know, or you might not have, to have anyone to talk with about this stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah, so we kind of recognize that that was the case. And, and, you know, at the end of most of our um, chats, we kind of say, hey, keep having conversations. But we realize that uh, that can actually be a challenge for for some of you that maybe you're listening to this and you actually don't have uh, friends that also listen along. And so we wanted to kind of create a space for some conversations to happen. Now, long term, our goal would we would love to be able to do some more stuff face-to-face, do some stuff in person, but we thought we'll create the next best thing, which is a bit of a digital forum for us to connect and chat and uh, I guess have discussions around some of the the episodes, some of our thoughts, our ideas, even for you to like... Tell us where we're wrong. Tell us where we're wrong. Get the... Um, yeah, get the little trigger button out. And, <laughs> no, Her- heresy even, counter. That's right. Even, mm. even share with us like other helpful books or podcasts mm. that you've listened to that yeah, were, sure. were really good. So we we kind of wanted to just develop a place that we could just connect with one another and, and, and chat and kind of go about having conversation. And that place is? That place. We are leveraging a wonderful tool on the internet called Reddit. And you may be familiar with Reddit. That is R-E-D-D-I-T, Reddit. You, you may already be a Redditor. You might already be a Redditor. Uh, now, you can access Reddit through your regular web browser. You can download the Reddit app. Uh, we have created a subreddit, which essentially is like a branch. Now, I'm no Reddit expert. so we're <laughs> There's probably somewhere out. on here is like, guys, yeah, yeah. you're just taking way too long. to. You're talking about it weirdly. Yes. So our subreddit is Riverview Podcast. And uh, I am going to probably put that in the show notes for today. And so you can click on that. And we'd love for you to join the Reddit. And uh, each episode we'll put out like a a thread and we can start commenting and connecting with one another. Um, And so we've we've kind of put it all there live, ready to go. So jump on there, comment. We We would love to not be the only ones having conversations. We no. already have the conversations over the <laughs> mic, so we don't want to do it digitally. Guys, one rule, no swearing. No. You can you can do what you like. I did make a couple of rules there. It's a bit like the Wild West, isn't it? It is a bit like the Wild Look, I made some rules there, Reese, because I feel like there's two rules that I want to live by. The first rule is you do not talk about <laughs> no, that maybe I'll make that the third rule. No, the first rule is why not treat others as you would like to be treated? Ah, uh, yes, of course. I'm pretty sure the old uh, J-Man said that once upon a time, something of the like. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, very wise advice, very wise way to live. And then the second is simply to um, honor and respect unique people, unique perspectives, oh, so yeah. other people's perspectives. So let's not be on there assuming that we have the... Uh, 
we hold absolute truth You're and right anyone else who is outside of that. <laughs> yeah. So really like it's an opportunity for us to like wrestle with some different ideas and chat. Anyway, so if you're using a web browser, all you need to do is go to reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Riverview podcast. Otherwise, if you're using the app, just jump on there and search Riverview podcast and you should see it come up. Uh, then you can just request to join that little community and away and comment Giddy and up. have conversation. Yeah, that's it. Easy. Yeah. Like, I'm going to do it right now, Ryan. Good. No, I haven't done it yet. You <laughs> haven't done it yet, but you're on there. Now, if you do have any issues with the Reddit, maybe just shoot us an email, which is the regular. Which <laughs> no. is podcast. don't care at... <laughs> no. No. Podcast at riverviewchurch.com.au, people. That's our regular yeah. contact place. Yeah, but, and I think all of that is to say that we, we kind of want to actually have this as a more ongoing conversation mm. and outside of just us two. And so we thought... It probably is a fitting episode to invite you to join us in some conversation. So yes. why not, as you listen to this or after you listen to this, jump onto the Reddit and let us know what are some of the weirdest things. What Christians are the weird do? things you've what, seen or yeah, done? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like we want you to engage us in it because we would very much appreciate the conversation. Yes. Well, why don't you enjoy this chat we had with Claire Gagler? Well, Claire Gagler, welcome back to the podcast. Hey. You've returned to the scene of the crime. <laughs> you have. This is this is round two for you, the first time. It is. Christian cliches. This time we are taking it one step further. Weird things Christians do. Oh, no. Look, I was extremely offended to get this appointment in my, <laughs> <laughs> in my calendar. I was like, why'd you invite me for this, guys? But well. you know, here we are. <laughs> We could have, we probably could have had you on for some other topics, but you know, we thought this is best suited for you. Right no, up no. my alley. No, now we we thought, as we always do, we we we'd have a bit of icebreaker questions. Speaking of weird, not not crazy, mm. not, <laughs> just because crazy, you know, has certain connotations to mm. it. Weird. When you were younger, what was one of the weirdest things you you did, Reese? Felt like a tick, like a Claire? repetitive behavior that. Yeah, like maybe your parents told you there was something. Yeah, like weird things you did as a kid. I saw a weird thing in the news the other day that apparently all New Zealanders do, but no one does. Uh, milk and Pepsi. What? Mixed together. Yeah, that's not a thing, is it? No. No. Do you do Did that? You? No, not at all. No. Uh-huh. I, I saw I'm that. getting I was like, a well, strong weird. vibe that you're like, No, I didn't no, do no, that. No. But you know what I did do as a kid? <laughs> I received and, your confession. And I still do to this day. I go to extreme lengths to use the bathroom in private. What, what do you mean by it? Private because it's normally a, there's normally a door on it. I'm not a public toilet okay. oh. guy. Okay. I'll find the most private public toilet I can. Do you poop backstage at church on a Sunday? No, but there are multiple no, I don't, because there's so many people. Right. Even even with the private like yes. cubicles. Yes. Wow. Because there's so many people coming and going. So you have to you have to plan. Is it the sound? You've got a plan. <laughs> You have to plan this. I'm, lear- I'm genuinely learning something about you, Reese. Yes. So, I did not know that. So I know all oh. of the secret toilets in the city, or at least in the. Wow. Because when I'm riding my bike, you know, you've got to be prepared. Look, mine's. <laughs> mine's. I don't know. That's, I don't know if that's. I guess that's weird. That's weird. Look, I was, I was recollecting. My parents would tell me that when I was a kid, I would, we'd have porridge or wheat bix for breakfast. And Classic. Unless, unless the surface was perfectly flat and smooth, I would send it back. <laughs> I, I, I could not Take eat it. it. Back. I, I couldn't eat it unless it was. Manager, I, I mean, I don't know I mean, if mom. I had a, a, a level out and I'd measure it and check that it was flat. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe a little bit of, kind of OCD softened? or something. Yeah, like it was. It was warm, like porridge. But unless it was like perfectly. So I think my mum would like She'd use a spoon it. as like a concrete leveler. I was gonna say, did she like have a like trowel. A, an implement? Trowel, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. There you go. Weird, weird, weird things. I feel like I was raised, like my parents had a really high tolerance for our personalities, right? So they never really shut the weirdness down. But um, I would just wander out of class. It's just like, see you. Yeah. What, I'd just, just walk just out. Go for a walk. Yeah. I'd walk around the school. On a pilgrimage. And I don't know. It was like the 90s. So Less everyone was like, okay. <laughs> you didn't ever have a teacher send you to the dean for being? No. Nah. 
That's she what never I quite made I, it to the dean. And you know, I was like <laughs> such an imag like I was in my own imagination, like off with the fairies. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to do maths. And why would you? Yeah, that's that's true. I still don't. No. <laughs> yeah, uh, I yeah, I just used to wander. And even now I'll do it. Like I'll just get up and go and just like walk around <laughs> and look at stuff. This morning I got my calculator out to do 18 times 3. Did you really? So like, I mean, that's not the most what is simple, it, but I was just like, surely I could do this in my head. <laughs> if <laughs> if I had no. <laughs> if I had the will, I could. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Carry the one, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> now look, we all that to say. We all do some weird things individually. Yes. But we also do some weird things collectively. And today, <laughs> part of our conversation was almost a bit of a fun continuation from our Christian cliches episode. Because in our Christian cliches episode, essentially we, we talked about some strange things that Christians say. Mm. Common phrases, certain um, uses of language that, that are just, when you actually think about it, a little unusual. And we kind of yeah. dug a little bit deeper to... I mean, discover some of the truths that lie beneath. But today we thought we would continue that, but not with things that we say, but things that we do. Because well, there's so many. There are so many. And when you maybe look in um, from the outside in, it look, if we're really honest, we're a bit of a strange <laughs> bunch, right? Well, yes. Now that you've <laughs> said it that true, way, <laughs> I guess you're right, Ryan. Well, well I, look. We don't want we don't want the the conversation today to come off as you know poking fun at particular people, but rather we no. we kind of today want to poke a little bit of fun about at ourselves, simply because we recognise a lot of the things that we do in our corporate life together. When you actually stop and look at them, they are unusual. But I think some of the antidote to weird and unusual is self awareness. Mm. So true. And and I know that sounds a bit unusual, but I I just think we can be weird and do weird things if we're self-aware about it and we're okay with the fact that it comes across as weird. I think what makes weird even weirder is not being aware at all of the the things that you do that are maybe countercultural or don't kind of fit with the the status quo. So maybe today is more of a self-awareness <laughs> yes, conversation. Yes, let's call it that. Self-awareness conversation uh, because I feel like there are things that we do that are peculiar, but the more aware <laughs> I, we are of their... I have a long list in front of me. Yes. Oh, yes, there are so some good. strange things. Many and varied. <laughs> Reese, just give me a taste test of, of, of some of the things we might talk about. Oh, like what have, we, what have we got in here? What's the first one I see? Uh, <laughs> first one I'm drawn to is televangelism. Yeah, I mean, that's That's pretty peculiar. I mean, there's, there's so many things, right? There's mm. And so what we thought we'd do is to keep today's conversation a little bit fun, a little bit lighthearted. In front of me, I have some just random cards that I've just made up here. Pick a card, any card. Where did you get that paper? This paper was kindly donated to us by the General Stationery Area. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Station I sponsor. That. Yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> now, I don't know, what do you reckon? Probably got 15 cards here. And each mm. one of those cards has maybe a, a weird thing that Christians do. And I thought what we'd do is we would just work our way through some cards, draw cards, and then just talk about them. And maybe bring a little bit of self-awareness to maybe why or how we ended up mm. doing these weird things. And I don't know, should we keep doing them? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you are aware of why they're weird and you're still, you're continue, still into it. Please, sure. continue. Yeah. <laughs> By all means. So... Should I should I just lucky dip my way through? How do we want to do this? Sure, yeah, yeah. I feel like you're um this is like Uno. Yeah, and it's yeah, like draw yeah. five. Draw four. Sucker. Yeah. Remember Flip. the card. Remember <laughs> your card. House right. rules. Oh. All right. I might literally just draw one off yeah, the go top on. and I'll on on the top get you the ball and I'll, um, rolling. I'll let you <gasps> What was this one? Oh goodness me. Christian <gasps> fashion. Christian fashion. <laughs> Christian fashion. Is, is that an oxymoron? No, there are some very <laughs> fashionable Christians. And also people who are fashionable that aren't Christians. That's true. Just so you know. Now, I'm assuming that the, the weird thing that Christians do, you know, by Christian fashion, I'm assuming what is meant is that we, there's a certain uniform that comes along with, yeah. with faith. Yeah, you're not yeah. talking about like some some religious cultures have like modesty requirements and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. talking about that. You're talking about the specific look. Yes. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a modern Western. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Because when, when I think of uh, like Christian fashion, I think, you, you know, you go along to a, a conference or something like that. Yeah. And there is a, 
a general look <laughs> that, that resides in <laughs> the Describe majority. Describe it for us. Describe <laughs> look, it for us. You I walk would say, in, what are you seeing? Okay, the modern look, you're seeing some sort of denim jacket with tight black jeans, some sort of sneaker base, uh-huh. maybe a little hoodie under the denim jacket if oh. we're going for, with a long line T-shirt, a little bit, little Past bit roomy, the buttocks. and if you're really lucky, maybe a wide brim hat to go along with it. Oh, Ooh. no thanks. Maybe I think I've seen our pastor. resident Josh Greaves wearing that. You know, <laughs> only on special occasions does the hat come out. <laughs> Legitimately, yes. I took a video. I'm showing you guys right now. They're lit, like I was at a, a networking thing the other week, oh, and they're yeah, all wow, wearing is... a beige overshirt, black shirt, tight jeans, and some sort of leather boot. Oh, wow. So why 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 is this a thing? Dress together, bless together. I yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, but that's a cliche. You can't use cliche. That's the rule. All right, this podcast, you cannot use cliches. Okay, all, right. On. all right. Look, all right. everyone like well, not everyone. I was going to say everyone likes to look good, but not everyone does. Gosh. I don't. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just, you know, you all have that one person in the scene that you're in who's kind mm. of like leads the way and you're like, oh, so that, person, that person's wearing a cheese cutter. I'm going to get one too. Then I'll look good, <laughs> you know? Well, I, I guess you do see this uh, outside of church world as well, like even yeah. probably in, in other areas of industry where people will wear no similar doubt. kind of things. But there's definitely a certain Christian fashion. that, that there There is. Like it's it's really different to normal trends of what's going on like I feel like it moves a little slower in terms of like trend uptakes like it's kind of like the bridal industry like strapless Mm. dresses are in and they're in for the next 15 years and then you know we're all about lace but it like the Christian fashion scene also moves pretty slowly like long line shirts Mm. stop it (laughs) (laughs) but uh, the classic um Mid two thousands, early two thousands. Oh yeah, let's worship talk leader past uniform, trends. the mm, past yes. trend. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, the 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 um, female worship leader, long flowing jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. three quarter length jacket. Yeah, camel tones yes. or black, depending on the occasion. Yeah, the, shall we call it the Darlene look? Now it's <laughs> now that look, yes, and now that look has switched to like a. Cotigan or a duster cardigan? <laughs> cardigan. Yeah, like a cardigan. Yeah, but a coat. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I have one of those. Um, and the and what trips me out is that the uh, oftentimes people have really similar haircuts. Mm. Yeah, that's what that's what makes it strange for me. I'm like, not only are you wearing the same thing, but you have the same hairs on your head. Mm. That's strange. How weird do you think all of that looks, though, to someone coming into church for the first time? And I, 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 it's definitely not the weirdest thing that we do. No, no, yeah. it's just a cult. Like it's just like, oh, cool. There's like a definite vibe here. Cultural trend. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. homogenized. I think mm. in church scenes, like if you're looking for it, it seems a little more kind of like margarine. As opposed to like a particular type of butter, yeah, which yeah. might have a bit more expression to yeah, it, which yeah, might yeah. taste a little bit different from the next one. Margarine is kind of like palatable that. for everyone. Yeah. That's you true. Know. Christian fashion is like kind of unoffensive. And I reckon that's part of the problem, right? Because a lot of the times you see people who dress the same are often people who are in like a public or like front facing kind of ministry and they don't want to offend people, but they also don't want to offend people by being super out of fashion. Mm. They don't want to offend people by being like risque, mm. showing too much shoulder, like all of that sort of stuff. So they wear something that they know is bankable and, you know, slowly will bring in like a ripped knee on the jeans. Oh, bit cold in winter. Outrageous. Yeah. All right, let's move on to yes. weird thing number two. Claire, pick a card, any card, and then let us know what you Select. Shouting down preachers. Come on. <laughs> Amen. Church. Amen. Oh. Shouting down Claire, what do you what do you think that's in there for? What what uh, I, I do I know that people who are fresh to the church scene find this super <laughs> rude. So I love it. As a preacher, I feel like I'm talking to no one unless someone's like at least being like Mm. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. Or, or even, yeah, like a. Claire, yeah. what's what's your classic that you do? Your influence. Wow. wow. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it is. And, uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm I'm pretty simple enough that the wow is usually genuine. <laughs> I'm usually having a revelation. You're not just peppering it in there. It's like no, you've actually like, the, thought, the like, thought has registered wow. in there. Oh, yeah. Yes. I could also do an oh, yeah, but. 
I feel like I'd take up too much time. Mm, but but it is a like the Christian vocalized engagement. Mm. It, it's we make noises to show that we're thinking, which is yeah. unusual. Because we were talking about this the other day, Ray. Mm. like you don't hear TED talks. No, someone in the crowd is like, "Bro, that's awesome! Come so on!" So good. You, it's getting be, hot. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, they would is, escort them very quickly. But there is, I, I do feel like there is a cultural thing. If I if I think back to my uh, teenagehood, I went on a music tr- music tour with my school kind of music kind of uh, concert what were band you playing? to China. I playing tenor sax. What? And we played wow. the first thing. The first place we played at China was at a school, and they talked the whole time through what? the hour long program. And I was like, "This is bizarre, man. They, that was so rude." And then the teacher came up afterwards from the school and said, "That was amazing." They've never had anyone come to the school yeah, wow. from another country. They wow. loved it. And we were like, why are they chatting through it? And they said, that's a sign that they loved it. They were talking to each other about how much they loved it. So, oh, wow. So hmm. maybe maybe there's something that's kind of come in from some cultural thing that we yeah. kind of now to us, it seems perhaps a little peculiar if you come into it and, it's, and yeah. you're not familiar with that type of thing. Mm. But. Yeah. I think I think it definitely can be unusual when it does go over the top, which sometimes you do hear as well, mm. like the – where it actually becomes hard to engage and actually focus because there's so much shouting down. Yeah, there. and I feel like sometimes the, the the cogs in my brain turn a little slower, or maybe I just I like to take <laughs> like it in delayed, rather wow. than just immediately assume <laughs> that something's good. A delayed, amen. Because <laughs> I'm not going to be like, uh, oh, it's good, unless I actually have time to kind of think about it and kind of. Amen so like on might, your previous point. Yeah, and likewise, I'm not going to be like, that's wrong. Yeah, I disagree. Yeah, 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 yeah. but that, <laughs> that's that, true. Mm, it definitely is one of those self-awareness things as well because yeah. someone comes in and that is an unusual thing, isn't it? Like, and like some you preachers said, it love it, eh? You know, there's the right, yeah. they'll, they'll say a point and it'll kind of you'll hear like nothing and they'll be like, "Is anyone out there today?" Or I'm preaching better than you're responding. Yeah, yeah, yeah grudgingly the mm. congregation will be like, <laughs> "Okay, courtesy clap." <laughs> yeah, courtesy. Clap. I'm like, if they're not responding, you're not doing your job. That's true. And response looks different. Like yeah. I remember being in an arts law lecture and we had to do a speech and the Christian like conversational public communication delivery style really bit me in the butt. So we were doing like a group assignment. I was publicly like, do, you know, standing up in front of the class and giving a talk about intellectual property law. And I had done like, and we had agreed, me and my um, partner to do like a like you say this and then I'll add a bit of information and you say that and then I'll add like the extra for experts. And the lecturer stopped me after I'd done it twice and said, what you're doing is so rude. I was going to give you a HD. I'm going to drop that oh, wow. because of your interruption. Let him speak. And I was like, cool, we were going for a conversational thing, but guess that doesn't yeah, fly well, in this scene. There you go. Really? No, thanks. <laughs> yeah. My, the, I don't think he ever forgave me for like getting and Mark docked. Oh, <laughs> oh, anyway. Devo. Whatever. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right though as well, different forms of communication. Like even personally, I mm. feel like when I speak, I'm not the kind of speaker that's going to be like demanding the, just because of the, I think the style and approach mm. I have is mm. I'm like, I know that the engagement level isn't necessarily how yep. many claps, but mm. maybe how many people's faces are like, um. Oh, thinking about that. Yeah, but so I don't know. You, have you noticed that the the Amen brothers don't come from the back of the room? They always come <laughs> no, from the front. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So it's a longer way to shout from the back. Yeah. The people who are going to do it are generally going to sit at the front. That's true. Yeah. And the people who, if you're not down with the Amen brother, come on, you're probably just going to distance yourself from the splash zone. That's very yeah, true. So true. You're going to sit ten rows back, not one. Yeah, I do feel like the front row often know how it feels to preach as well, and they're just going to be like, "Yep, you're doing yeah, good." Trying kinda. to actually encourage. Yeah, that, like encourage as a as a colleague. I, you know what, you know how a meal is really really good is when the dinner table goes silent because they're all mm. eating. Mm, it's true. And sometimes that's the response in yeah. church. But people are like, why is it so quiet? And I'm like, shut up and let people eat. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're <laughs> thinking, they're thinking. Yeah, yeah. That's good. All right. Reese, your oh, turn to, to draw a new card. Just what? what? Oh, what is it, Reese? <gasps> what does it say? Christian merchandise. Knickknacks. Oh. Christian knickknacks. <laughs> like what, like T-shirts and little bookmarks and stuff? Yeah, Lux. look, I, I think, I think this is weird. <laughs> I um, I sent a little uh, photo round to the Riverview Church bass players the other day, of which I'm one, on the group chat, and it was a T-shirt that had a picture of a bass guitar, and it said, "Base your life on Christ." 
Oh. I thought, oh, 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 oh yeah, no. wow. That's that's a good slash bad one. What? What's the weirdest knickknack you've ever had, Claire? Christian I grew up knick-knack. in a house full of Christian knickknacks. My if my parents listen to this, they're gonna be like, no, it was awesome back in the day. But even back then, I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so two things. My mum once bought home. We lived up in Geraldton, about five hours north of Perth. There's not many Christian bookstores up there back in the eighties. So they'd gone to Kurong, I think, or Kmart, I, th- up. I call it. They stocked up. And mum bought home this fridge magnet that was like a resiny, sort of glittery thing. Um, and it had a cartoon toucan on it with like sitting in a palm tree with like a glittery sandy background with the words in like a serif font, miracles performed here with wow. an exclamation mark. But like on the sandy beach. Yeah. And I just, <laughs> or in the house I remember, the I just remember looking <laughs> at that a lot as a kid being like, it doesn't make sense to me, but I appreciate the glitter. And my dad was like always into like the good shirts. So he got one um, like punny shirt. So he had one that I especially loved that was like kind of based off of like a rusty sort of 80s rusty surf vibe. It was a white T-shirt with like sort of like fluoro color sort of um, illustration on the front of someone surfing with like a little square in the where the pocket goes that said Simon Peters School of Surf. Go boardless. Oh, yeah. I didn't know your dad was a big surfer. He, well. (laughs) (laughs) So he was until he was like, Lord, should I buy a surfboard or a guitar to worship you? And he bought a guitar. Oh, sorry. He couldn't do both. No. It was surfing or guitaring. Yeah. You can't. They're not compatible, apparently. Uh, uh, friend, friend of mine, uh, who won't be listening to this podcast as well, he had a great sticker on his car. Um, yes. That was placed there by a friend, but he kept it. Oh, no. It, it was in the middle of a church service. Someone put the sticker on the car and it said, I love being an Anglican. <laughs> <laughs> so why, why, why knickknacks? Why merchandise? What, like how did, how did that become a well, thing? I, I, I oh, feel like people love knickknacks. Like, I mean, like we were talking about it before, like your local football team, the Fremantle Dockers, for example. Keychain. You can buy knickknacks. You could buy a keychain. You could buy a football. You could buy a, a scarf. But they're not going to have motivational quotes from the captain, Nat Fife. You know, it's not going to be like bits from the, the full credit to the boys. You're not going yeah, to get like a Got book, today. an AFL bookmark that's going to say like like law sixteen point seven a of the game on there. You know, so it's it's almost it's just the strange commodification of Christianity that that probably has. I mean, people like to spread the good vibe. You know, the, the whatever the gospel of however you yeah, would say I, that I, people I, like to spread it, but mm, sometimes it can become. I wonder how that looks externally because that's one of those strange things. Looking in people wearing weird Jesus hats. Or oh, like, like the what was the shirt that we found with the? Oh, we found QR it in code? a bag backstage. Um, Team Jesus. And there was a QR code where, like, your tramp stamp tattoo would normally go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. But it was, um, yeah, that was good. It took you to a website that said, does Jesus love sinners? And then you had to scroll down to find the answer, and the answer was yes, thank goodness. Mm. So is like, is that just something that happens over time? We just monetize random things and sell them off because people love knickknacks. Like I, there's a certain kind of person that loves the knickknack section. I wonder who was the first person I, I, to monetize a Christian thing? Like who was the first person to that thought, oh, I know, I could sell crosses. Mm. People will buy these. That would be mm. the Catholics. Uh. <laughs> so we come from a long line of, uh, of indulgences and, uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, so and relics. So we're steeped in it, basically. That's what we're saying. Well, it's not yeah. a new thing. Well. So, so is it just a matter of being aware that my weird punny Jesus shirt might not land as well with my neighbor who doesn't know what's <laughs> well, I suppose going on? It depends on, on who you're interacting with. That's true. It? Probably yeah. makes you just seem a little... At worst, you seem unempathetic to how it could be received. That's true. That's true. But, oh, you know, I mean, it tells you something about the person wearing it. I don't mind a good rosary bead, though. On the on the um, <laughs> rear view mirror. Yeah, Whenever yeah, I yeah. get in an Uber with a rosary bead, I feel like I'm in safe pants. Yeah, eh? yeah, That's good. Yeah. All right. Next one. I'm going to draw a card. Oh, I mean, this is a big one. Worship. Oh, praise be. What do you mean? Like the worship. actual worship of the living God or like all the trappings? <laughs> I, I You're talking about the style of music yeah, are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, church worship. Not the, not the idea of worship. Oh, okay. Yeah. But 
I would say for me, this is linked to, and I'm not just talking about maybe our style of charismatic church where you, you know, the latest band brings out a cool new song and then we all sing along to it. But I mean like liturgies in general, like worship chants. I mean, you know, whether whether you're familiar with our church or other, there's lots of different approaches to worship. But the whole idea of joining voices together is quite unusual. The only other place, again, you might do that is... The football, maybe. So I, you, I you do chants. I, yeah, yeah. Come on, boys, get up the reds. It's, it's a peculiar social phenomenon when you think about it, but it's probably the thing Pubs I love is the, the other most. Place. Yeah. You know, like I love mm. during a time where the people have come together and the singing. Mm. I love just stopping and looking around and seeing yeah. and hearing the people sing because, like you say, there's nowhere else that you can really experience mm. that. And it's it's a pretty mm. and even now, kind of thinking about it, it kind of almost makes the hair stand up on my arms a little bit because I'm like, yeah. man, there's like something to be said for a whole bunch of people coming together and singing the same thing and meaning the same thing yeah, yeah. True. and yeah. experiencing a sense of whatever it is in the moment together, you know. And, yeah. I, I mean, you could you go to a concert and do that and that's feel true. the same yeah, thing. Yeah, but but yeah, there's like something the sense special. of the num- numinous, num- that, that sense of otherness that mm, comes like yeah. um, there's something else going on here. But yeah. but it can be, I, I, I realize that it can be very confronting to someone coming in who's like, I don't know the words to this, this is weird. But in, in saying about? that. Why so many metaphors? In saying that, I feel like, <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other one, yeah. the metaphors <laughs> in, in worship. Uh, in saying that, I feel like often the feedback from people coming into church for the first time, one mm-hmm. of the things they usually say is they really enjoyed the the, the, music, the music and the singing yeah. and mm. um, they wouldn't necessarily say worship. But mm. no. I feel like for a lot of people that is an amazing thing, isn't it? Like you said, that that uh, it definitely is an unusual practice though that, that we do again and again. Mm. And, and, of course, like you said, there's other – trappings that come along with that certain lyrical choices but we'll save them for christian mm. cliches part two <laughs> uh, lyric cliche. choices yeah, yeah i'm busy that day <laughs> <laughs> i feel like worship is i think it's the hands up hands down dancing flags mm. Mm. shofars gonna say it um it's all that stuff that people aren't what but I feel that same way in like a high Anglican or high Catholic environment yeah, yeah. where it's like stand up, sit down, say amen, say and also with you at the right spot. I'm always, I feel like I'm eight steps behind mm. everybody else. But I, I assume that people would feel similarly coming to Riverview. They'd be mm. like, oh, so we're all like lifting our hands, I guess. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, I wonder if people in other faith traditions or faiths full stop mm. I potentially aware that we're all kind of a little bit peculiar and it's okay, it's what we do. Mm. But is the person down at the local <clears throat> mosque kind of aware, hey, this is a bit strange. If you've just walked in, yeah, just yeah. go oh. with it. Mm. Or like the local vic- local vicar is kind of, Anglican vicar is a bit mm. like, just go along with it. It'll be yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, uh, to be honest, with, with something like worship, I feel like it's probably one of the things that we're most self-aware of, that this yeah. is an unusual thing. And so maybe... When we come to worship, we're okay with it more because we're quite aware that this is an unusual practice that we do, but we still, you know, lean oh, into it. How self-conscious do, do you feel when you bring a friend to church and then you're like, I usually lift my hands, but now my yeah. friend oh, is yeah. next to me. I was going to say, how, how, have you ever had that weird thing where you work with someone and then about a year into working with them, you find out they're a Christian and then you find mm-hmm. yourself at the same church service and you're like, am I going to sing? Do I, do I outwardly worship and then he, oh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. This yeah, is weird. I'm weird. You're weird amongst Christians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's true. weird. Because I think like even the word part of a general church service, if you bring a friend along, you're less concerned about that part. It's yeah. more the, the, the song Emotional stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smells and does. Do I appear to be a I fool? I feel like my perspective, I want to challenge anyone who does feel insecure about the worship side of things, not so much amongst other Christians like, get over yourself but the like if you're worried about what people outside of the church think like there's a man who who um faces mecca and does his prayers Mm. multiple times a day in the park Mm. just behind our church i don't know you guys might have seen him at lunchtime and stuff um and so when i see him um praying and doing what he is considered like precious in his faith tradition I don't sit there and go, ugh, how weird. Like I think, wow, that man has a level of devotion Mm. that I can see. It means something to him. Like like I might not know a lot about it. I might think differently to him, but I appreciate his personal level of devotion to his faith. Mm. And I would say that most people, even people who don't have faith, think that about you and your worship. 
Mm. Like they're not sitting there being like, yeah, weird, like you sing at a church. They'd be like, that seems like a really mm. nice thing. Mm. Yeah, it's probably not the thing they're going to criticise you about. Nah. They, 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 they might pick <clears throat> at you if, you're, if there's some kind of incongruency incongruence yes. Yes. in your life yeah. about, you know, say one thing and do another, you know, but it's yeah, not going to be I the, more the weird songs that. you sing, you know. Mm. 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 All right, weird things Christians do, Claire. Next card. Here you go. Oh, you want that one. Uh, what does it say? Oh, what does it say? Huggy Christians. <laughs> huggy Christians. Oh. Wow. Or a good old kiss on the cheek. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, bro, yeah. COVID. I think this one snuck in there because we talked about how just <clears throat> Christians love a hug. They're a lot more. I like to love on people. Lo- yeah, 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 yeah. There's, there's a yeah. Thoughts, Claire. Oh, uh, my mind is immediately drawn to. There's this guy at church who like he'll come up and he'll like spot you and he'll put out his hand for a handshake and you're like, I don't want to do it, but you, you do it and he pulls you in uh, and as he pulls you in, he's like, bless her, Jesus, and like. And I'm like, oh, I'm here for the blessing. I'll stay for it, but I can receive. you not hold my hand? Um. So he. He freaks me out, but I also love the blessing, so I go back for it. But the um, the <laughs> hugging, I'm like, mm, mm. I, I'm, don't know. I'm not a, I'm not really a physical touch person, so I prefer the, the um four meter away nod. <laughs> oh, just the, <laughs> just the <laughs> and and it's it's weird, the right? Eyebrow raise, particularly so I would say because we're involved. <laughs> In church, from work at church, the assumption mm. is, you know, we want to shake everyone's hand. I'm just not a very physical touch no. person. It's no. nothing yeah, to do with yeah, them. Yeah. But but I know for a, a lot of Christians, they love a hug. And oh, I, yeah. yeah I... Or very, like, a, I do, <laughs> no, in some scenes, I get a kiss on the cheek. Oh, and no, I, yeah, and okay, I no. don't like that at all. Like, that is yucky to me. Mm, yeah, like, that's reserved for don't. Nana. <laughs> you know, I kiss Nana on the cheek. Bless her soul. May she rest in peace. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't believe I've ever kissed anyone in the faith community of Riverview Church, other than my wife. Thank you for letting uh, us know. No, no, the hug. The <laughs> hug. My face right now, I'm like horrified. The hug. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like it for me, the hug depends on what. Do I know you? Are yeah. we tight? Mm. I'll hug you. Yeah. Even if you yeah. were sobbing, Reese, I probably wouldn't hug you. I might. Oh, Reece, tap, give you a I hug might you tap sobbing. your shoulder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might be like. Look, a there, hug is there. a hug is not a given for anyone. Yeah, it might be for some, but not everyone. Yeah, and you just don't know what a hug yeah. might bring up for people. And yeah, some it might people, trigger are, him some people bad. are not huggy because their family was just like you. You never got a hug from your parents. Yeah, 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 you yeah. might have been very well loved, but just not hugged. Yeah, you mm. know. And so, so just not everyone. And, and I think for me, that's that's, that's probably the maybe the more weird part of this is actually not that Christians like a hug. It's more that I feel like amongst Christians there's probably less awareness of whether or not the other person actually wants a hug. I think we're very much you just like, go, like... Just go in for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's more of a, hey, I'm just going to go do this because it's what we do. Whereas for some people, like you said, that's actually not something they want to do. And so I feel like that can come across as... How do you reject a, little... a hug? Have you ever done it? I never let them get close enough to... <laughs> you just head it off. Hey, Pointing. Like a magnet, a uh, reverse magnet. <laughs> yeah. Push them away. Oh, no, no. But I, I busy myself with something. That's my get out of hug. Clipboard. Get out of hug danger. Busy. Yeah. Always yeah, I'm always just clipboard. like kind of fiddling or like got my headset on or just kind of, you know. Pull so, ladies and keys. gentlemen, if you are listening to this podcast, Reese Mayshaw would absolutely love a hug on the weekend. He might. When you see him next. He might put off a vibe like he doesn't like it, but deep down. There's a little Reese there who needs a hug. (laughs) (laughs) No, okay, okay. Another weird thing Christians do. Reese, draw one for us. I'm such a sense of doom with these. Oh, what do you got? Ooh, altar calls. Altar calls. I love it, especially when they're misspelled as altar, like A L T E R. Oh, like you're getting altered. Altered. (laughs) Alter the call to Christ. (laughs) You could alter, yeah. Alter calls. Well, I, I remember the first time, I don't remember the, the date that I first heard the term, but I remember hearing the term and I was like, what's an altar call? It sounds weird. Mm. Yeah, the words. And I was like, so right. I'm going to go down the front. Something weird's going to happen to me, eh? <laughs> and so I, from the start, I was a little bit gun shy <laughs> of the altar call. Oh, mm. the altar call. Mm. They are, look, I feel like we've got to differentiate here because there's the 
there is a call to response and that's quite a normal mm. part and parcel of mm. communication and yeah. a faith-based stuff is, hey, this is what we're talking about and maybe this is the way that we would respond to this thing. Yeah. But the altar call thing of maybe for a lot of churches. Do you mean like or, down the front? Yeah, always coming down the front or the, oh, the action involved with the um, altar. a response. <laughs> <laughs> we have songs about it. Because we often have people um, – you know, say, ah, oh, you know, I've missed, we haven't done an altar call for a while. But when they say an altar call, what they mean is a call to come down the front for something. Mm. And right. for me, that's, there's two different things. For me, maybe in my mind, an altar call is about a response to something, but mm. it doesn't necessarily mean you have to come down the front. Yeah. Cause like when you think about it, I was chatting with Nikki Bowles, uh, who is a staff member for those who aren't familiar with mm. Nikki, lovely person. Very good. Uh, I was talking to her about altar calls and, and the like. And she said, yeah, but there's response everywhere in life. Yeah. It's not just in church life that mm. you have a symbolic mm. thing or a response. You go to the yeah. football and you respond to certain things. You can go to the uh, wherever and you can go to the beach as a response to something that's going on in you. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like you feel like you need a change and so you make a change in your life. That's something that happens yeah. every day. It's just mm. – yeah. You know, so it's not something that's foreign think, from life. But, yeah. You know. I think yeah. it just doesn't make sense because we call it an altar call and normally it's a stage. A stage so it's call? Like, yeah, that, that's, yeah. You don't, unless you're in like a super trad church that has like an altar with the candlesticks and all the stuff, then like it do, you're like, what? And, and, it's, no de- and it's definitely heaped. like a carryover of like traditional word and no longer mm. applies. Mm. But I mean, what, like I used to say just come down the front. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. We look, weird things Christians do. Let me just tell you about a story to do with an altar call. I oh, remember going good. to a, a random youth conference one time mm. and it was the the classic time for people to be called unto Jesus. And so come those on. who wanted to give their um, hearts to Jesus would come down the front and it was great, great response. People came down the front and then it was like, hey, for all of those who are down the front today, well done on making a great decision. What we want you to do now is is come to the room where we can talk to you about oh, the decision we made. This, the classic room. Ooh, now, sanctum. how do you get to the room? Turn around. There's someone in a giant chicken suit behind <laughs> you. Follow, <laughs> follow the chicken to the room. It was honestly... No. Clark, no. It was one of the most unusual no. um, moments. You can imagine the youth pastors being all of like, I don't know, 20, yeah, going, yeah. how are we going to get <laughs> our our new Christian lounge pastor to be instantly yep. recognisable? Yep. And someone goes, put him in a chicken suit. Yeah. Especially if ordinarily he'd be wearing like a denim jacket with a wide-brimmed hat. And That's kind right. Of a long, and looking long like t-shirt. every other Christian yeah. at that event. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. stand up. I remember uh, I was... Uh, Pastor Ron Deck at a youth conference when the altar call happened and kid came down the front for prayer and this is a kid that we were like we were worried about because he was doing a little few weird things Mm. like he would pretend he would dress up as a tree and then stand out as like a tree he had like branches in his thing and he was was doing some peculiar things bless him he's probably an upstanding member of society now anyway he came down the front and we were just stoked and we were praying with him we took him out to the room out the back and we were like so Person X, oh, so glad that you came down here. What's what made you like? And he was like, oh, yeah, this chick that I like came down, so I thought I'd come down too. I was like, honest, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it can, I guess, it can facilitate relational togetherness. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. All right, weird things Christians do, Claire. I think we've got about four or five left. What do you got there? Kids church. Oh, Kids my church. favorite What's babysitting weird about ministry. This? Look, I think this one snuck in. Reese, why did this one sneak? There's nowhere, nowhere else that I would just blindly give my kids to without a care in the world. I'd just be like, "Sweet, see ya. Pick you up in an hour." Because I think that what we're, I would, what, I certainly wouldn't do that at the mall. No. Although maybe I would at IKEA. No, yeah, no, that's small true. land. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't think we're saying kids' church in of itself is weird. It's more the idea of like a Sunday school where you just mm. happily drop your kids off. Yeah, it's like, like I don't know who the teachers are, or may, I know a couple of them just because mm. of the proximity. But mm. I'm just like, off you go. You could be doing anything. Don't know any of the kids. Don't know mm-hmm. what you're learning. Oh, and you can understand as well for those maybe who are new to church why sometimes they are hesitant about. Oh, nowhere else would you do this. Like the amount of research I put into daycare placements and like yeah. which yeah, yeah, center yeah. and what were they like, and I did a visit first, and then I checked their references and their Google reviews, and I called people up, and then. Like, I wanted to see what they feed them. I wanted to see where they sleep. I wanted to see what sort of activities. Do they line up with my activities? Like, 
kids' church. They're like, oh, yeah, so like your kids like two to five, they go in this room. Sweet. That's not uh, <laughs> Riverview Kids, by <laughs> no, the way. No. <laughs> <laughs> My son made an excellent craft about being on Jesus's team. Yes. He actually got quite, he's like, I'm on Jesus's team. I'm wearing blue. <laughs> royal it's a, no the colour of royalty is purple isn't it I was like that's the colour of Chelsea football club so wow <laughs> Loves Loves but when that. you think about it it's also peculiar in terms of the uh, like people like the people who do it like mm. love it yeah they do and live and breathe it and really put their heart and soul into it they absolutely not the people do. at daycare don't but people at Ikea smile land mm. I imagine they don't necessarily live and breathe it no yeah. you know the amount of care and effort is potentially peculiar to the setting that, yeah. that volunteers and staff mm. put into it, you know? Well, I think it, it almost is also a testament to the fact that we do really care that we're wanting to create ways that even kids can mm. learn and grow just like the adults can. But mm. the idea of, again, just, you know, dropping your kids off to yeah. somewhere new is is maybe a little Off you foreign. go. Do you know who you started later. this weirdness? Jesus. That's true. Before then, kids were like not quite human mm. until you're old enough but then he valued their faith. I think there's not many places in the world where the spirituality of a child is legit. Mm. But I like my sons, they like they pray and sometimes their prayers are like thank you God for Nintendo Switch, but other times they're like their prayers are really quite meaningful. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like their faith is real. Mm. Mm. It might not be fully formed, but it's real. It's awesome. And I'm like no not many other places in the world legitimize that part of a person like you can be 18 and an influencer and have a spiritual side to you and everyone's cool with it. But if you're like eight years old, they're like, oh, I don't know. Mm. But in church, we're like, yeah, man, that's real. That's mm, good. All right. Reese, oh, weird things next? Christians do. Here we go. <clears throat> Blanket Christian opinions. <laughs> Please explain. <laughs> this one snuck in there. I feel like this is your list of stuff that you hate, right? <laughs> Look, yeah, yeah. If you've got a problem with anything on the list, you can come speak to me because we all chipped in, but we chipped in. But some of these ones. Look, this one, Reese. This one was one where we were talking about how isn't it weird that all Christians we often bunch all Christians' beliefs and thoughts into one group. It's like saying, oh, well, Australians think this. Mm. But we do the same with with Christians. Christians. Because, I mean, when you think about the uh, Christianity. It's like all Christians are weird. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe we've done that today. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, but, no. <laughs> but there are so many different denominations, so many different approaches yeah. to faith, so many different beliefs. And then even in those denominations, mm. there are so many different individuals that have their own life experiences. Mm. And so often we will speak on behalf of billions of people about <laughs> it doesn't seem like that happens elsewhere except in Christianity. Mm. I don't know. I'm like, it's 2021. Like I hear all the time, like, oh, Christians are bigots. And I'm like, definitely some are. But then I'm like, I just don't feel like you can have a blanket statement no, about no, any group no. of people anymore. Pass. Hard mm. pass. Mm. Get back. But, uh, and maybe it's just quite often hear things like, oh, the people that I've been talking to say this about the particular issue in the church. Mm. And so, well, I mean, like you and mm. you and your two mates or something. Oh, you know, yes. You know, maybe. And, I've talked you know, to so many yeah, people. everyone feels this. And you're like, like, let's name them. Who's the people? <laughs> and they're like, oh, like Jeff and uh, Sue. And you're like, so you so and two. Jeff and Sue <laughs> think this and that's everybody. Yeah. Which is, it's actually a great opportunity for to use another christian cliche the iron to sharpen iron yeah. Yeah, sharpening true. iron yeah. because half the time that's just well maybe not half the time but many times that can just be stoking the rumor mill mm. or, or just a session of venting what mm. someone's feeling and maybe not super constructive you can totally have a vent just don't say that everyone's having the same vent as yes. you yeah. yeah which again is an exercise in self-awareness you might be experiencing something you might have mm. an opinion you might Legit feel opinion. strongly about something, but not everyone. Your yeah, yeah. the opinions are as many as the stars in the sky. Oh, that's poetic. You know? Reese. I like that. It's very true. So it's very true. Mm. Don't presume what other people think or feel or experience. You know? Amen, Reese. Yeah. Shout him down, people. Oh, come on, just give the Lord a clap. <laughs> All right, so weird things Christians do. Um, this next one I'm drawing. Ah, an absolute classic. One of the sacraments of the church: <laughs> communion. Tasty. Tangy. 
now, holy meal. Look, this is one I feel like for all of us there's an understanding as to why we do it, and so mm-hmm. we're not we're not pushing against that. But maybe the self-awareness that this is one of those very unusual things. In fact, I'm pretty sure in the early centuries, a lot of Christians were mistaken for cannibals because oh, there was the not just rumors, but they, they would reportedly um, take the body of Christ and the blood of Christ and consume it. They had it with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I know that this, I mean, if you think about the sacraments wider than just communion, even baptism, these are very unusual traditions and practices. They're distinctive, that that's for sure. Very distinctive. Yeah. Mm. I feel like every faith tradition has its thing. Yeah. You have Shabbat, you have Ramadan, mm. you have other stuff that I don't know enough to talk <laughs> about. <laughs> but I feel like, yeah, this this goes into the basket of it's part of your scene. I think what's most weird about it is the various methods. Like I'll never forget at my Gramps' funeral watching the priest like chug down the rest of the communion wine. Lug, and lug. I was just like. Doing his duty. Yeah, because like the vibe in that church is like, don't waste Christ's blood. You don't want to tip that down the sink. And I was like. Just pour it back into the, I, the grape juice You could, thing, but like bottle. 70 people have like drunk out of the one cup. I don't know how they're doing it in COVID. Anyway, <laughs> uh, getting distracted. But I'm like, but then you come to our church and then people are like, this is disgusting because there's like grape juice and a wafer and a little Plastic hygienic two-in-one yeah. pack. Yeah, we've become quite efficient at delivering communion because in a smaller setting, mm. it's quite easy to have, like everyone can come break a little bit of bread off the loaf or whatever you got from the yeah. dairy and, yeah, yeah. and mm. have little cups for everyone. But yeah. when you've got a thousand people in a room or you know, even a mm. couple of hundred, mm. how are you going to administer that? That's a lot yeah. of pouring into yeah. the little glasses. It's a lot of handing them around. Whereas if you modern church setting, you've got this little thing you can pick up at the door on the way and a little plastic cup that's mm. double sealed. One layer for the juice, one layer for Excellent. the wafer. Peel back the top layer and that will have your wafer. You peel back the second layer and there's your juice. There you go. Um, but and, and when you hear you hear the rustling, yeah, the- <laughs> it's like, okay, now take the juice and you hear the like, rustling of the little like foil. <laughs> and sometimes you need to give it a bit of a shake because there might be oh, some, there's a bit of there's sediment. Some sediment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know, okay, so if you're at Riverview and you hate our communion, here is confession session. I bought that in. And the reason that I bought it in is twofold. One, we had an usher team that were trying to transition out from like doing the jobs to like being with the people. And it's exactly what you say. They were spending two hours every Sunday that we did communion washing the cups, refilling them um, like individually hand-pouring these tiny little cups of juice. I appreciate the And it the would service. stress them out mm. and they would not even see like one person in the church that entire Sunday, like mm. one out of four Sundays. Yeah. And I was like, this yeah. has to stop. So if you hate it, blame me. We can have a chat. I yeah, probably won't change my mind. And now when we're doing church online, if yeah. people want to take communion at home, we just say, grab your water or your drink or your burrito yeah, or whatever, whatever and just yeah. pretend. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, though, you're right, Claire. It's probably more about the approach to it because I actually think that it's probably less unusual for people coming into a church like ours and having your a little pack that you take and you can yeah. – it's probably more it's weird sharing a cup with a thousand <laughs> random people getting past to you like yeah. because that oh, – where, where do you do that? I mean, even at a restaurant, no. No one touches my <laughs> drink before I have Mm-mm. it. Yeah, sharing a bit of bread. Mmm, delicious. Yeah, it's very communal. Not my vibe. Oh, here we go. The final two. The final two, Reese. Weird things oh, Christians do. Oh, it's a long do. way to stretch. What's this one? Oh, closing your eyes. I'm doing it now. Vulnerable. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to have your eyes open if you're having an emotional experience or something's going on for you. Yeah, mm. I guess so. Maybe mm. you don't want to be seen. I don't know. I think the, the closing your eyes thing, I remember... What do you mean, like, right across this place, everybody close your eyes and bow their heads? Like in in a time of worship, people close their eyes and in in their little prayer time, you see the shuffle and people kind of get forward. Yeah, 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 lean forward. Close your eyes. Well, I think Uh, the closing your eyes thing is there's an assumption that it's like a spiritual thing as opposed to maybe just a way of uh, not getting distracted, giving some privacy. Like I remember growing up as a kid and – I was assuming that somewhere in the Bible it said, you know, close, close your eyes. Really? Like, like I just thought it was a part of. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. we always did it. Every time we pray. So true. Prayer is synonymous with closing your eyes. 
When like, was, I remember do doing remember prayer first, walks, yeah. walking around with my eyes open, and I was like, oh, this is weird. Well, I'm yeah. praying with my eyes open. This is crazy. <laughs> I'm living large. <laughs> yeah, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I get it, but then I also, I don't know. It's just like very euphoric, you know, like mm, if you're, mm. there have been moments where like I've been at a concert, like that feeling we were talking about before when we were saying about worship, like you're at a concert, it's amazing. And you just have like that sort of euphoric feeling and you kind of almost involuntarily close your eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, same vibe. Mm. Yeah. I don't think this is one of those, like it's it's not a bad, weird thing. It's just, it, it is, it's just an unusual thing that mm. we, we do. And, and I actually think there's probably a lot of people that, are unfamiliar with church that would assume there's actually something attached to closing your eyes, like spiritually yeah, speaking. Do, you do read about good it. Like, I'm um, even like when uh, the newspaper would do a thing on our prime minister, how he mm. you know, goes to a Pentecostal church yes. and, and they would describe the setting and they'd, they'd be like people lifting their hands and closing their eyes and gently swaying in <laughs> yeah, some kind of, it's sway. the way that they describe yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. The yeah. description is quite peculiar. And, and when you think about it, it's actually a little bit, Strange. Even the sway. I find the sway. If, if closing is, sway. if clothing your eyes is closing your eyes mm-hmm. is a involuntary cool. response, perhaps learned but somewhat involuntary. Yeah. So is the sway. Totally. Like if you actually stood there and looked at the congregation, <laughs> stand Which to your you feet. Do. Stand to your feet, yeah, congregation. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's just standing there. They're like, cool. Yeah, sweet. I'm standing. And the moment the music starts sway happens and they start to all kind of slightly move back and forth like kind of little waves on the ocean you know it's pretty, uh, it's, it's quite strange and then the music stops and they stop swaying <laughs> i mean everyone loves to get good, caught like, up in it everyone loves to like bop around yeah but, but you don't go to a pub and listen to a band and just stand there like a stiff board like come on get some tap your foot do. at least some i know people some people do but they're boring <laughs> yeah, look they're true. closing your eye I'm, I'm definitely an advocate for it because i get distracted oh. so easily so I, yeah. you know, if, if if we're genuinely praying or whatever, if I have my eyes open, I'm gone within moments. So so there is, it's actually a very useful thing. But I think most people assume that there's something else to it besides maybe focus, not getting as distracted, mm. helping, they think you, it's you know, like privacy. A spiritual thing. Yeah. 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 Maybe maybe it is a good, if you're not used to opening your eyes during prayer, maybe, and maybe it depends on the setting you're in. Like I suppose if you're out walking and you're praying and you're kind of, one we, we as staff went down to the river one day mm. and prayed and I oh, was yeah, I looking that. out at the river and I just thought to myself, man, people have been walking along this river for 10,000 years yeah. you know, and I'm just one of those people and that's an epic thing. That's an yeah. epic thought, you know. And you p- potentially m- might not be aware of that if you're mm. not seeing what you're seeing. Yeah. But I imagine if you're in some kind of darkened kind of church auditorium, yeah. you yeah. might not see as many interesting things. But, yeah. you know. Claire, the final one. Here we go. Or unlucky last. Ooh. I think it's oh. the one Reese wanted the whole time. You wanted this one. Oh. Televangelist. Oh, I love a good televangelist. Oh, I tell you what, there's nothing worse than going to the gym at 6 a.m. and seeing Riverview Live and yourself <laughs> preaching while you're on a treadmill. Not that we're televangelists. It could but inspire that really, you, Claire. Oh, it didn't. But, um, <laughs> but then you see the people before and after and I was like, this yeah, you're lumped up with them. Oh, I'm car- mm. I'm painted with the same brush of uh, charitable programming time slots. And so, I just don't love it. Reese, why is this weird? <clears throat> what? Why'd this make the list for you? What makes it peculiar? Well, I don't think anyone else really kind of does anything like it. I mean, That's maybe they true. do in other religions, but I don't see don't charitable see programming for anything else that has is basically a nonstop telethon. You know. <laughs> You know? Yeah, that's true. Actually, I don't well, and, see I think, people of Islamic faith or yeah. Jewish faith doing this. Yeah, um, I, and I think some Christian television these days, or programming, should we say, because TV is not so much of a thing. You know, you don't hop yeah. onto Netflix and watch Brian Houston. You know, mm. it's got no, his own you hop on to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, so the, the the TV itself is becoming less relevant, but Christian programming mm. these days is has probably got to a point now where it's moving away from give us the money to keep the channel open, yeah. which is probably what most people think a televangelist does. Mm. They're like, turn or burn and give us money. Yeah. Um, whereas these days it's probably more of a kind of a motivational, inspirational mm. type thing. Uh, but even then, you, there's not a lot of inspirational TV bar like, I mean, maybe Oprah at one time potentially yeah. would have been. Uh, yes. Ellen's certainly not. 
um, these days. But it is <laughs> it is very peculiar. And some of the things that would happen, some of the like Christian television, if you've ever watched it, some of the sets are so elaborate and so yeah. fake yeah. Mm. and so same with the teeth. The Trinity there. Broadcasting <laughs> oh, Network, not contrived. to name and shame, I have to bleep that out. But I remember driving past and just being like, "This is crazy." Yeah, and I did a bit of digging into it, and and I have. You know, I've got a whole bunch of pages in front of me, which I could read up, but you probably don't want to hear that. But, you know, Christianity has, got a, has a long history of using technology to, to, yes. to not just printing press, preach to people to get them saved, yeah. but also primarily to support believers, people in the faith. Yeah. I think a lot of the early, like, so says Wikipedia anyway, the, um, <laughs> the, in the early 20th century, the Christian broadcast scene was mostly that. There's yeah. a lot of people in remote areas. You could only, they didn't mm-hmm. have TV. They didn't, they didn't have many people around to, if they're farmers or whatever, they might mm. have a bit of inspiration on the radio. Mm. Um, and I think in America, it seemed like the TV was heavily regulated as well. Like you couldn't right. go on and ask for money straight up. Right. So what the televangelists would do, the people who were kind of early adopters, people like, um, what's his name? Pat Robins- Robertson. Yeah. Mr. TBN, he would he bought up a network that had gone bust, huh? And so then, because he bought up his own, he bought his own thing. He could do whatever he wanted. So they kind of circumvented. Mm. So that that's when that became more of a financial proposition because they could kind of do whatever they want because they owned the network. They weren't going onto some. They weren't going onto ABC or mm. uh, yeah. whatever the the American networks were. And so then mm. it just became a big kind of telethon, big big free for all. You know. You got sets to build and yeah. fees to pay and all sorts of stuff. I definitely do find this one a bit unusual. Part part of me though is the reason I find it unusual today, I mean in twenty twenty one, is is also it's around its effectiveness. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um because I think I think you're right, there's an element of the Christian content for Christian people, which which yeah. may be helpful, but there are yeah. other ways to do that. But how effective it is, and what it is—it's a, a strange approach because, for me, faith has always been something that's—it's been important that it's relational, mm. um, and it's communal, and it's whereas as opposed to someone just on a screen telling me to mm. sow your seed, or, yeah, <laughs> faith seed of one thousand dollars, yeah, oh Jesus, get your little vial of special prayer water in the mail. Yeah, that's wow. that's pretty strange. I mean, you could say that we're kind of doing some of the same things right now, you know, co-opting uh, modern technology to bring inspiration yeah. to uh, fellow Christians. But, yeah, I think when you start trying to get money out of people, it becomes something else. So. Yeah. I think especially if, like, you're not well connected into your church mm. um, and you're asking for people money and they're not part of your church that's where I'm just like bye yeah because I'm like you're not planted in this house like why should you invest into it Mm. and like why are you asking people to do that but Mm. yeah I I I feel like Christians have always leveraged technology and they always should and they always will I think we hang on to technology a bit too long like as soon as the internet really took off and like um like the bandwidth was there to have things like YouTube or whatever um, you see some churches move really quickly away from television because it's more expensive and less accessible. But some people are still that like, flogging a dead horse with that. You're mm. just like, what are you doing? Especially in Australia where there are like it's almost, what is it, government mandated that a certain percentage of yes. programming on the mainstream free-to-air stations is charitable programming. Yeah. So. Is that right? Is that yeah. still a yeah. is that still That's a why we on? had um, yeah, yeah. for many years our TV show here was part of that. So yeah, we would well. get subsidised or free time on TV because yeah. of mm. that. There you go. Regulation. There you go. Weird things Christians do. What are we? What are we to do with all that stuff? Coffee obsessions. Oh yeah. Honourable oh, mention. Yeah. Oh, I had. Oh uh, yeah. Jeepers. Like yeah, no one cares. Stop talking yeah, about Instagram it. Instagram bio. Love Jesus. Love coffee. Oh, that's nice. Do you just say coffee because you can't put something out in there? There's something else in there? I love my 12-year-old single malt or I love my whatever, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's lots of, there are lots of unusual things. Yeah. What, yeah, how do we how do we hold the weird things we do, Claire? Because there's a lot of them. We've talked about some. What, are we just, is it just being okay with the fact that we're a little distinct but we're aware of it? Is that, 
I think so. I I now, like knowing that I work at a church, I've been in a church for many years, like it's pretty clear that I'm a Christian from all of my social media stuff. Like oftentimes when I'm out in my local community and I know that people have seen that stuff before they've had a chance to talk to me about it, like I will say things like, yes, I work on a Sunday so I can't do that or like we didn't sign up for soccer because it's on a Sunday morning and we're both working. Oh, where do you work at church? And you kind of see people's like CPU Mm. like maxing (laughs) out like, but that means that they go to a church, which means that they're probably religious. But then that means because she works there, she has to be like super religious. <laughs> and so um, and they're kind of like, they're like, look at you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and I give them like in my head, I give them that time just to kind of wrap their head around. Mm. Yep, this person's a little different to what they thought, but I'm totally comfortable with it. So I'm not sitting there feeling yeah. insecure as a result of my weirdness. Yes. Which I think there's a difference between being strange and being like uncomfortable Mm. and I try like I try my very very best to I might be different and distinct but I will like do my utmost not to make you feel uncomfortable because I really don't think Jesus would have done that Mm. number one and I want to rep him well but um also like how is that helpful to what I'm trying to live out with my life Mm. if everyone's put off by me it's not what I'm going for Mm. Mm. I think there's a part of that is is just the authenticity that comes along with it and the yes. fact that you I feel like it's a it's an awesome thing when someone does unusual things but they own it and they know they do that and they're okay with it like mm, so true it's like it's kind of like I've heard people talk about the I think it's Patrick Lencioni used to use the example of the guy who has a big sweat patch under his arm mm. and everyone wants to be around the guy that points at it and goes hey check it out I'm sweating as opposed to the person who's trying to cover it all up because they're yeah. like oh I know this is a problem it's it's sitting there everyone can see it yeah. whereas if you just own it and you're mm. kind of like hey I know this is unusual I feel like that's where people are actually okay around it like yeah you it, can diffuse the weirdness mm, yourself mm. like you don't have to sit there and let it steep <laughs> mm, yeah I think call it understand you're weird own it but don't like try and lean into it and be like yeah yeah I'm so strange aren't I you're like no <laughs> no you're not you're just like every other human on the planet that has their quirks I don't know be yourself everybody else is taken Give God a rain dance right now!